I got yelled at from across the house. Uh, so it works. Neo four. Fucking creaky chair, McGee. Oh, dude, is that going to be really annoying? Uh, no, it'll be fine. We'll let the listeners tell us if it's going to be. I can go Just get a hit, chair. No, hit it a few times. Go ahead, rock back and forth. It sounds like a. Uh, I, I feel like somebody could sample that and make that a bed fuck noise in like a rap song. <laughs> All right. Well, if it gets annoying, I can go get a different chair. I don't give a shit about that chair, Colin. Uh, so this week, this week in uh, quarantine times, uh, what are you doing? What are you drinking? You know, so I got one of those six pack, create your own six pack things, and I found this one, and it's Flying Dog, and I l- always love the packaging on Flying Dog because it's got. Uh, hear that? Is that yours? My dishwasher. Oh, do you uh, have a? Is that a Samsung or an LG? To LG. Yeah. Never find another fucking Samsung dishwasher ever again. Samsung and LG right. are the same thing, but go on. <coughs> uh, wait, is LG owned by Samsung? I'm pretty sure they're produced. I mean, I don't know. I, I'm I I feel like they're the same thing. All I know is I love this new one and I hate it, the Samsung. Anyway, it's called Pool Hopping Deck Beer, and I just assumed it would be like a really easy to drink lager, so I just wanted to try it. Deck nice. beer sounded interesting. So I am still I'm not drinking beer right now. I'm drinking uh soda again. But it's uh zero zero soda. And the reason is because I have lofty goals to work out after this. And so I don't want to drink. Yeah, tonight. You know how I do. I don't work out until it's like midnight. That's how I get down. I've actually been I've actually like legitimately been feeling like I need to start doing something. Hey man. If you want to borrow some equipment, you know I got Planet Jeffness in the basement. <laughs> you know, I'm trying to start I'm trying to start with like I don't know, maybe some push-ups. Or So, it's interesting running. that you say that because uh about a week ago, uh one of my coworkers on my team sent me a message and says, "Hey, we have a daily chat with some of us uh just kind of motivating each other." to stay active do you want me to include you and i went yeah yeah that's cool like i'm always down for some positivity right sends me you know invites me into the chat there's probably seven people total including me and throughout the day people are just like dropping what they've done it's like 110 push-ups 40 sit-ups it's like a running total and they just keep dropping it i have done more push-ups in the past week than i have ever done (laughs) in my entire life. I mean, I'm cranking out sets of like 20 or 25 and I'm doing this 20 times a day. So there's that. Uh, That being said, today I did not do a motherfucking thing. I did nothing today. I just watched everybody shit scroll in the chat and I was like, cool. You didn't work at all? Uh, No, I worked. I mean, I didn't work out because I knew I wanted to work out. Oh, 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 oh. I thought you were saying you didn't do shit today in general. Nah, dude, I had a busy ass day that's actually why i didn't do anything my day today was like completely back to back um let's see what else we got going on i don't know can you see in this i'm gonna turn a little bit sideways look at this this isn't what you see what's going on here dude quarantine beard i'm just uh i see you you're still like you're still grooming it looks like oh dude it's going i'm 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 committed to it now I'm uh, barely putting on pants in the morning for meetings. 
I'm not trimming my beard. Uh, I'm barely doing laundry because I'm barely changing. I'm not really showering. I am wearing the same clothes over and over, but I have made it a point to try to like shower like regular. Uh, I, I think I said this a couple weeks ago, but I read, I read an article where somebody was like, it's as simple as putting your shoes on for the work day. You know, like, so I've been doing that. Like I've been like getting myself ready to go. Like I'm going to work and then I move around the house and stuff like that. But, and it also makes it easy for me to like do chores and stuff in between, like taking trash out and and stuff like that. So there's some science to that, right? (laughs) Like, uh, the whole waking up and like even just making your bed. So you've completed your first thing for the day and that sets you up for success. So even though I don't necessarily practice that, uh, I force my kid into that. He has a checklist. Shit, he has to wake up and do. And I also have been, I've been uh, walking consistently every day uh, yeah. in, the af- in the afternoon going for a long walk around the block. And it's funny because I walk past Jordan Holland's house and he has like, poked his head out like we're two <coughs> fucking dads in the neighborhood. And he's just like going for your afternoon walk, you know, like pretty yeah. funny. Nice. So you drinking out of that, uh, was that Mason jar? Yeah. Hipster shit. Hipster shit. This beer Hipster is shit. interesting. It tastes like really, really. Oh, it's, it's five and a half percent. That's surprising. I was going to guess three and a half. Uh, it tastes really, really light. And it's like really yellow. I see it. Looks and, like somebody uh, already drank it once and pissed it out. And uh, there's a little bit of a tropical nature to it. I feel the pool vibe. I get it. It's okay. It's a vibe. Pack packaging's cool though, and I love. Like I said, I love Ralph Steadman's art. So you know who that is? No, you fucking name drop though. Like the guy who did the artwork for Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Oh, okay. Gotcha. He's a 80, 70s, 80s, and 90s artist, I believe. Nice. My dad's a big fan. Hey, man, man. Got a tickle in my throat tonight. COVID. It's not COVID. This motherfucker got the Rona. Uh, my wife got tested for the Rona. She's negative. Oh, lucky ones. Good. Yeah. Well, I mean, did I tell you she had pink eye? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, popped up out of nowhere, fucking pink eye. Uh, which is a symptom of Rona. And then her being right. sick and her having a fever and yada, yada, they were like, yeah, you better come in. She got her results negative. Well, now, now my joke is less insensitive. <laughs> Why? Remember? Cause you're the picture didn't or like, Oh yeah. Yeah. You saw it comes away was- later. <laughs> you're like, you're like my wife got pink eye. And then I saw this and I, I didn't see that picture until the next morning so i was like would you shit on her pillow yeah so that's the difference i think between bacterial and viral pink eye um let's get into the real fucking meat and potatoes colin not even meat and potatoes chicken as in taco chicken did you come prepared to talk about your chicken taco recipe you know i looked at that dang thing and i forgot uh i could talk about it uh i would rather be more prepared for it but i could talk about it look let's just make it a whole thing we'll add it on a different time. You can hold up season, you know, seasonings if you want. You can like full Martha Stewart this shit. We'll just postpone it for a week. Yeah, I'll do it because we are we are actually. It's funny we are uh, taking a break from Taco Night this week uh, because Mama's sick of tacos. 
Mm. So no, it's just like it's 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 a weekly thing, and and she said the flavors get old. So damn, uh, bro, taking a break this week. Uh, so yeah, we'll bring back Taco Tuesday next week, and I'll do the chicken. I tried to. Okay, first of all, completely forgot it was Easter yesterday. One hundred percent. Weird, weird, just a hundred percent. We talked about Easter leading up to it, and we talked to our ten-year-old uh, and was like, "Hey, dude, fucking Easter Bunny's like he's in quarantine. Like, the dude's not coming. Do you want some candy? Like, I'll make sure you got some candy, but we're not doing this full basket charade thing this year." And the two-year-old, she doesn't, she has no idea. She just walks around screaming "num nums." Like, no matter what you have, she's like "num nums." So, like, she's good. Uh. So we were prepared to skip it. That being said, I also had no concept that yesterday was Easter until I tried to order a fucking pizza. And then you realize that Christ has risen. Yeah, I just wanted some yeast to be rising. Uh, And apparently all the, you know, yeasty boys were out because Jesus was rising. It must have just been you because Easter Bunny came to my house. (laughs) Dude. Fuck that shit. Uh, we just we just got a bunch of candy and was like, "Hey man, do you really want a basket with fake grass in it?" Or no, I mean, you how- know, actually, the way the way the Easter Bunny worked this year was actually pretty, pretty. Uh, I didn't realize this until Saturday night when the Easter Bunny's husband was drunk trying to help her <laughs> get this stuff ready, uh, and uh, um, she got like those like you know those like bags like that cinch. Tight, yeah. the like rope bags, literally called a cinch bag. Okay, yeah, that, and they're like that, like with Easter colors and patterns, and it was so we just like filled that with bullshit. That's cool. Those can also double as uh, quick bags to throw some clothes in and leave if shit pops off, and you just need to pack up shit some clothes and popped off, dude. With the leave. light that I set up, the light that I set up here for no reason, really. Yeah, look at how thick this shit looks. I, I'm telling you, it does. It looks good. So my uh, one of my bosses at work said that I look, I'm looking more and more like a gunslinger every day. <laughs> <laughs> I know I've said it before, but I love, I love how mixed your look is. Your look is only defined as Colin. That's a True. good thing. True. So uh, kind of grunge, kind of metal dude, kind of just fucking piece of shit. He's deadbeat dad. Something um, like that. All right. So, what are some things that are going wrong? You having any trouble with any kids or any of that shit uh, on quarantine? If, 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 if anything that could have gone wrong over the last few days has and has been miserable, fucking miserable. Uh, so here we are, week four, technical week four, beginning week five for most everybody because we were kind of in and out the week before that the f- official order and. Uh, We've lost control. This is it. This my house has become fucking Thunderdome. Like it's just the kids have lost all respect. I was in a meeting today. Thank God it wasn't with clients. It was just with my team. But like Miles was like burping into the microphone by the computer while I was talking, and I just couldn't do anything about it. It was I. I kept telling him stop. We've lost control. It's my kids have become feral. Uh, (laughs) So there's that Uh, windstorm last week. Big brand. In my neighbor's yard fell in power lines in the backyard, and I would not wish a 
evening of darkness and no internet with three already stir crazy kids who I have said have, I've lost control of. Uh, I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemies. It was the, it was terrible. It was terrible. Uh, then got up in the morning, power was back. Internet was not turns out all the cable spectrum. Wow. AT&T, all of them were totally severed the hard line. Oh my God. So they had to come out, work on that shit all day. Just a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. I was texting you the other day. I, I, I feel like this is like literally outside of like, I'm not, I, I'm, I'm just taking my childhood out of this because that was the worst time. But, uh, you know, uh, this is probably the most physically, mentally, and emotionally exhausting time of my adult life. It's crazy. Of my adult Man. life, at least. I just feel, I was talking to somebody earlier. He said, how are you? I, said, we were, I was like, how are you? And he told me, and he said, how are you? And I was like, I'm coming about apart at the seams, but whatever. Um, I think I'd agree with that. It's it's getting harder to deal with. I think you're really getting to see these people that are like, I'm an introvert, I'm an introvert, but even they're starting to complain about not seeing people. Like you're really getting to see who the introverts really are and who's handling it. I'm not, I'm not an introvert. I'm an extrovert, but I feel that I'm handling it surprisingly well. Like you are handling I, this surprisingly well. I think that I've just gotten used to like not living in the city where it's like hustle and bustle all the time. Like I live, you know, 15 minutes outside of the city, which is like just far enough to remove all that, that constant hustle, you know? And, uh, I really don't mind working from home. That being said, if I had a chance right now, I would just send me the fuck back. Like I'm trying to go. I don't even mind working from home if my kids aren't here. And I don't even mean kids, just my two-year-old. Like she's such a daddy's girl that yeah, just a hundred percent of the time she's like up my ass. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Like she is here a hundred percent of the time trying to like play. She wants to be on meetings with me. Um, I'm finding other ways to deal with the stress and anxiety though. And one of the ways is not a healthy way. I am just obsessing over setting my computer up differently. <laughs> I am on my, I'm on my fifth setup. I have moved. So there's four, there's three walls in this office that are capable of housing my computer desk. The one I'm at now, the one to my left, the one to my right. You can see behind me, there's a closet. I can't put it against that. I've had this desk on all three walls. Uh, I'm back to where I started, except for I'm shifted over about three feet. Uh, I then unscrewed the top and slid the top over because it used to be like it hang over the left a little more. So I had some hooks to hang like cords and headphones for recording music shit and yada, yada. Well, I slid it to the right. My computer is on a filing cabinet now. Uh, I have this 34-inch widescreen curved monitor. I went from two monitors down to that. I thought I was fine. Nope. Guess again. Took one of those 27s. I mounted it vertically right here. So now I'm back to two monitors, except for I just have a stupid large monitor and then this auxiliary monitor on the right. Dude, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, but I think I'm good with this for a minute. That's how I'm handling my stress. I'm just setting up my computer. Like over it's so and over. funny because it's like my setup, MacBook Pro, I carry around haphazardly. That's my. We setup. got one of those too. There, it's floating around downstairs. But this is my like, this is my space, right? 
Like you, I know you can't really see it, but over here on the left, that's, I moved my drums. They're over on the left. They have to connect to my computer because they're electronic and, you know, they run through uh, Drumforge. Dude, I, I'm like, I'm getting my engineer on. So like all my monitors are mounted on those visa mounts that kind of clamp onto your desk and then you can position them anywhere you want. Um, I took a visa mount pole and mounted it to back, mounted a light on it that flexes around. So you can see like I can kind of control my light. Mm-hmm. It raises with the desk. One of the visa arms that swings off the side that normally holds a monitor, I took the bracket off for the monitor and slid some bolts up through there and mounted a camera onto it. So now you can't really see it. Hold on, I'll turn my camera real quick. Look at this. I have a fancy, nice. like, that mirrorless camera. It's, like, mounted. It's like some engineer shit. <laughs> I missed my calling. I could have been setting up uh, streaming stations for people all this time. And here I am managing product in the digital space. Onlyfans.com slash Jeff Money. Trying to get these photos, though? <laughs> uh have you been like paying attention to just the incredible amount of content being, you know, being streamed, being uh, created? Like people are going live. People are doing uh, things they never would have done. Like I know I said this on a previous podcast, but like I really think that being forced to be in the house and stuff, it's going to shift culture and how we do things uh it is people are fucking bored i mean that's what it comes down to is like people are bursting at the seams with wanting to get out wanting to do shit what like so i think we've gotten over the initial shock of it i mean the first couple weeks were like rough man i mean that, that was like it, I mean, it's rough still, but like, I feel like we've, we've all as a culture have kind of settled into a bit of a flow, you know, they have plexiglass set up at the grocery stores. Everybody understands to stand on these spots, you know, things like that. It's like, I feel like everybody has a culture. We've got a flow going. So I think now the people, those creatives, you know, those people, those content creators, whether it be musicians, comedians, tattooers, illustrators, whatever, they're just like, well, I guess if this is what we got to do now, this is how we're going to fucking do it. Yeah, I mean, the people that were already doing it are still doing it. The people that were dabbling in it have stepped it up. The people that were thinking about doing it, they realize it's the right time to start. The problem is that I'm finding myself not knowing what to what to watch, what to join, <clears throat> because so much of it's happening, right? I mean... It was always the intention that like heck and cool dads, like we were going to always do streaming stuff. We were going to do bonus stuff, you know, additional videos and things like that outside of the podcast. We've even, what have we done? Three or four now? You know, it's like, it's not that we weren't going to do it. It's just that it's the time. Like you just got to pull the trigger and do it. Um, But some, there's 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 a, there's a little bit, it's like, there's a, it's like a forced amount of ex, of spare, of extra time that we're all having to, to accept. Yeah. You know, you're not, you can't say now 
if you're if you're quarantined, if you're not an essential worker, I I gotta make that really clear. But like you right. can't you can't say you don't have time now, you know, because everybody's you're not working from the moment you get up to the moment you go to bed. You know what I mean? Right. So I feel it. Even even me, like, you know, I've 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 started tried to start two or two or three projects over the last year that I've jotted some ideas down. Uh, you know, got half songs done here and there, a couple different different things, different vibes. But uh, I'm like, legitimately, I'm not ready to talk about it yet. But I'm legitimately working on something right now, and like, I'm playing drums again for the first time in a while, in a long time. And I'm like, re- like recording, recording, and and having a good time. And uh, finished the finished a song yesterday for the most part, and felt like holy shit, like it locked in and felt excited yeah. about something again. You know what I mean? Cause right now Maranatha is effectively on hold. So like, why not just go hard on something for a couple of weeks, you know, for a few weeks and just see yeah. what I can get done. So, yeah, that's, that's kind of where I'm at. I'm trying to do the exact same thing right now. I started helping Hayden with his videos again. So he put his fourth YouTube video up. It's funny. Cause like the third video he put up, yeah. uh, it had a little thing in it. It was like new videos every week. And then that was it. That was the last video for months. And then he just popped back up with a new video. Um, so trying to get him, you know, channeling his energy. I mean, you, you said it yourself. Your kids are, everybody's bursting at the seam. Your kids are driving you crazy. He's not really driving me crazy, but he'll sit in his room and just play video games all day. Like literally and ignore any responsibility. Won't change his underwear. Won't brush his teeth. Like. So I'm trying to like help him channel that energy back into the the video stuff. Um, but as far as like the live thing, so one I wanted to call out and just see if you've checked in on yet was the beat battles that is happening between producers. Dude, I keep reading about them, but I just haven't like, like I, w- I wish there was a, is there like a website somewhere that's like, here's a link to this one. Here's a link to this one. Where um, I have to watch it live. I saw no. You don't have to watch it live. They're they're on YouTube. Like you go to YouTube. The, and, I heard the the RZA and DJ Premier one was hilarious and crazy. I have not watched that one yet. I just finished up watching most of the uh, Scott Storch and Manny Fresh one, <laughs> which was that was pretty cool. Just because it's all was, like huge Southern beats. Yeah, the whole thing. And Scott Storch, he was cracking me up because like he was smoking a cigarette the whole time. But I'm telling you, it looked more like a nervous tick. Like, I'm not, I don't think he was inhaling. I really don't. I think he was just like taking like a quick hit of it and, and blowing it out. And I was like, that's, I don't know. Super, it was super weird. But, uh, so what are they doing? Are they passing stuff back and forth? No, they're, uh, going like Instagram live where it's like split screen and they're playing shit back and forth. And like Scott Sorch was oh. even like on the keyboard, like playing the overlays and shit like that. Uh, okay so it's just a battle yeah but it's also they're doing a lot of beats that you know like you you recognize the beats they'll say like who they were for and what they were and yada yada it's pretty cool yeah you should check it out uh speaking of the live thing oh sorry no go for it no speaking of the live thing when we did the live thing on friday night i was scolded by my daughter uh you know after she came on here for a sec she came back down. She was in tears, and she's like, "Can you stop cussing so much?" <laughs> no way. Yeah, dude. And then uh, I don't know, maybe an hour later or something like that. You know, 
more drinking in, <laughs> uh, Sierra texted me and she goes, by the way, you're being so loud, but all we can hear is when you laugh and when you cuss. Can you please quiet the cussing down? <laughs> oh, my God. <clears throat> and what did oh, you man. say? I said, sorry. Now, I, now I'm like feeling self-conscious about it. You should have said, I'm in the Colin Cave. I'm really letting them fly these days, though. Me too. Man. I know you got you guys are a lot more loose about that, but this this was a Christian home, so. Oh come on, man! Um, the last piece of live. Oh yeah, I wasn't saying a live thing. Yeah, I wasn't even going to talk about this because I feel like everybody already talked about it, but now I want to talk about it. Um, it's not necessarily live, but it's content being created in the quarantine times while we're at core if you will uh mgk what's mgk oh my god machine gun kelly oh oh okay 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 that's i mean good on you for not knowing what the hell mgk was uh cool. it, it does he doesn't really appeal to me at all but go ahead me, me either Honestly, me either. Um, I think I paid the most attention to him when he was doing that little fucking battle with Eminem uh, because I think he actually won against Eminem. Did you follow any of this? No. Oh, dude, if there's if there is a rap battle happening in life, I'm I'm like all the way in it. I'm there for every like beef. You mean like beef? Yeah. Like trading bar trading versus beef. Yes, I don't mean like. you know, URL, not like standing in front of each other. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. you're going to get this work, like not that kind of rap battle. I'm talking about if people are putting out diss tracks and there's beef, I am there. Yeah. Uh, and he won against Eminem. There's, you know, very, there's honestly, there's nobody really in life that can say that except yeah. MGK. Uh, so I saw a bunch of people complaining on Facebook, maybe, I don't know few weeks ago oh yeah if you know if quarantine's not bad enough mgk delivers this and it's mgk and travis barker doing a cover of misery business from paramore oh i saw that and mgk is playing guitar and singing uh i just kind of i watched it and i was like you know what it's not as bad as like it could have been like he he did fine. Like it sounded yeah. fine. It sounded way better than I would have ever expected it to sound. Um, and then I just kind of chucked it over my shoulder and never went back to it. Uh, it came up yesterday and I was asking my wife if she saw it and she had not. So I pulled it up and I noticed that he's pretty much every week put out something. He did another cover. Uh, fuck man. What did he cover? He covered something with that dude, that young blood dude, who's like a I don't even know what to call him. He looks I like know you're talking about. weird gothy kind of looking kid. Uh he did some cover with him. I think it was like a nineties, you know, nineties alternative track. Super good. First of all, that kid could sing. I had no idea that that young blood dude could sing like that. Um and then he put out like a freestyle and I got I to gotta admit, dude, I'm looking at MGK differently nowadays. Huh. Like, he, I'll have to find that freestyle and send it to you because it's probably better than every, anything he's ever put out. 
So I don't know. It's weird. People are reevaluating their whole their whole shit. Uh, it's it is interesting because you're seeing you're seeing some people really thrive in it and some people not. So like, uh, for instance, Baroness did a thing where they recorded a version of a song off their latest record. Each of them recorded it in their home studios and then they pieced it, pieced it together into like a quarantine live performance. And, uh, it was amazing. And yeah, it especially because I love the album, but like the production blows, and it was like I watched that and it's like holy shit! Can you just redo the whole record like this? Because this had more feeling and sounded better than the record. Like I was like, just do it. Like so that was like really cool. Like it's like give give gave me a chance to like experience a song that I liked a lot in a new way, uh, in a better way. Yeah. And then like on Saturday, Noisy Vice did a a uh, music festival on like an online music festival to raise money. It was like a telethon basically. And my God, it was like, did you even like think about this at all? It was like, it was like people like, like artists playing through zoom, like, like, Mm. and it sounded terrible. It was like, I was most excited to see nothing. Nothing was playing. And they did like an acoustic performance, full band. And it, it sounded like garbage. Like, I, I, like I, Halfway through the set, I was like, this is stupid. Like, I don't even want to watch this. I mean, it was what, just... What were, like, the big things with it? What sounded like garbage? Was it, like, out of sync time-wise or what? No. they No, they were in the room together. So that was weird that they weren't social distancing. But uh, the, but it was just... It was like, imagine if my laptop is open and you're using my laptop microphone and there's just a band sitting in the room playing acoustic instruments. It just mm. didn't sound good. It just didn't sound good. See there's better ways to do it. They should have set up and ran everything through like a doll. So that's, that's the thing. And that's what I was getting to my next point was somebody was the SNL at home. Did you see that? Do you watch SNL? No, I don't even have cable. It's not on cable. It's well, on, I don't, it's on NBC. Um, I got plenty. And, I got plenty of TVs. That's all I got. Anyway, I have, I have religiously watched SNL. My entire life, really, like since I was probably 10. And I am very aware that that show has gone through some very dry periods, including right now. This season sucks ass. And, uh, um, but my God, this SNL at home on Saturday night. So they did like a whole, the whole hour was like bits that they were doing from their houses, not live. It was, you know, like skits and stuff that they put together. Yeah, dude, what a fucking pile of horse shit! Really, it was just so unfunny. And uh, like Sierra and I, and you know, she and I even like have different bars of humor sometimes. Like stuff that I don't find very funny, like 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 she'll she'll think is hysterical, and I, and and vice versa. But even she, like she and I, just kept looking at each other, like, what is this? And to me, it's like. That shows that SNL is a show that thrived on them sitting in a room together as writers, throwing ideas off each other. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? So when they're all just doing their own thing and not getting creative direction, not getting opinion from people, it was just, oh, my God. It was like Kate McKinnon did this whole thing. It was the Ruth Bader Ginsburg workout. and It was just this. Oh, it was so bad. But 
Chris Martin from Coldplay was the musical guest. And it was him in a home studio with an acoustic guitar. And it sounded fucking amazing. Amazing. So that's what I was saying. It's like, all you got to do is just try. <laughs> yeah. You know, you can get like a 16 track USB. <laughs> like, just do yeah. it. It's not hard. I don't know. It was annoying to me. Um, so Justin Timberlake, this, this kind of ties in. Man, did I just SNL totally stuff. rant about that SNL thing? Holy shit. No, no, this ties into SNL, actually. Uh, By the way, this is the good stuff. What is that one? The Sierra Nevada Hot Bullet Double IPA. Hmm. Nice. It's an eight percenter. Very delicious. You got to Go watch ahead. out for uh, volume and cuss words after that one. <laughs> uh, no, so Justin Timberlake was on Hot Ones. Uh, yeah. We've talked about hot ones before, but they referenced, you remember like Dick in the Box? So they referenced how that kind of like went down and how a lot of people like didn't even want to let it happen. So they kind of had to like almost like suppress part of what they were going to do in order to get it to fly. Um, And it almost got shut down because they weren't allowed to say Dick. So they were like, ah, oh, shit. And they were trying to change it. And then finally they were like, wait, what if we say dick and you just beep it? Is that fine? And they're like, yeah, that would fly. So that's how that came about. Those are the best. That's the best way that comedy skits come together is when you have other people to bounce ideas off of. I mean, that's the yeah. best way that anything comes together, whether it's there's music. A, there's a documentary on Hulu, I think, called Saturday Night. Mm-hmm. And I believe it's on Hulu. And it is a feature-length documentary about a week in the SNL studio from the the day after the episode, like, like okay, time to start next week's episode to the end of the episode. Uh, and it is, and it's a just, it's the, it was a season like five, six years ago. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and uh, it is so fascinating because like the, they come to the table with ideas and then they like, they argue about them. They throw ideas back and forth. Up, they cut them right away. Uh, that's why, like some some weeks, you'll see more skit. Like they'll be like, "Wow, that guy wasn't in any skits tonight." It's because none of his skits were like agreed upon to be funny enough that week. You know what I nice. mean? That's what was missing this week was people telling people, "No, that's not funny. We're not going right. to put it on the air." So, because they'll change sometimes between. They also talk about how there's a dress rehearsal episode immediately before the live episode and in that like handful of minutes in between lauren michaels will say no we're not doing that 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 skit didn't get enough laughs so put this one in or i guess we'll just you know cut early tonight like it's crazy it's it's a very fascinating documentary uh you put create your own six-pack on the board is that what you've been drinking on yeah so i was just the reason i put that on there was i'm curious the so you've made you've done that before right yeah for sure do you do it often uh no i'd probably rather create my own 30 pack well yeah just Uh, buy several six packs i agree with that I'm just, I I was just I was at the grocery store today and I feel like wearing a mask and walking around and 
they're not really talking to people or even like you're making eye contact with people, but you can't really read their face. So it's just kind of weird and awkward. And so I just feel like I'm kind of stuck in my head. So I'm just thinking a lot. And I was thinking about it and I was making the six pack and I never do it. I never do that. But I was like, you know what? I'm going to just pick out some beers. So then I started thinking about what is, it makes me want to do like a study on this. Like what is the amount of people who do that regularly? Uh, um, you know, like they do it every time they get beer, they always grab yeah. six pack. What's the percentage of people who do it like me, like every six months. Uh, and then what's the percentage of people of that, uh, of people who are doing them who are just going, Oh, that looks interesting. Or that looks interesting. Or people who know what they want. Cause I was thinking tonight so far of, I've drank four of the six beers that I got mm-hmm. so far. And one of them was an absolute stinker. And so then I'm wondering what is the, what is the ratio of people who like, like, I don't know. I just got started thinking about like, what are the numbers involved in these six packs? It's so stupid, but I'm yeah. just like, a lot there of those are beers a- are also like really expensive. Like this is yeah, like yeah. a, four dollar beer so they're losing probably lost money on my six pack that i got tonight you know what i mean yeah but they also probably gain money on a lot of people's because what is it 12 or 14 bucks yeah no it's That's 10 I mean. bucks it's 10 is bucks. it yeah oh shit the kroger the kroger and grandview it's 10 bucks mm, fuck i don't know but See, that shows you how I, often i do it i i don't know i'm just thinking like how many people come home with one of these six packs with at least one stinker in them like what's the, what's the satisfaction ratio? Hmm. It's stupid. Yeah. It's stupid. I, no, I don't know why I put it on. You know what it is? It was just dumb thoughts at the grocery store. Well, no, it's actually it's good though. It it shows like it shows why you're good at your professional job. You, <laughs> you have you have uh, an intellectual curiosity, right? And you have the ability to satisfy it and probably put, you could probably put together a real study right safe to say uh they you could put together beers yeah you could probably put together a real study it's uh, i don't know it just means it you're good at your job it's funny um do you remember when i put on the board uh something about sesame shooter elmo and yeah. it was on there for like weeks so we couldn't figure out what it was yeah it was, it was like, like Elmo, Elmo don't give a fuck or something. I think it was something about Elmo being a liar. Okay. Yes. I don't know. I'm, like I'm sure I can find it. So all my daughter watches is Elmo right now. She's just now starting to understand like who other people are. So like I introduced her to uh cookie monster, big bird. She's now starting to ask for some of them by name. Right. Um, in doing so, we just let episodes run on YouTube. And I've come across several times that have reminded me of why I put that on there. Because one skit in specific that drives me nuts every time it comes on is this whole episode about balls. And first of all, it's hilarious because like they keep referencing balls and like it, <laughs> I'm telling you, they put so many adult jokes in Sesame Street. And if you don't believe me, I'm working on putting a collection together of just the snippets of adult shit. Uh, so at some point, I'm going to drop that probably on the Heck and Cool Dads uh, 
Instagram. So if you're not following, follow us because I'm going to start dropping all the shit that they're saying. Uh, anyway, one of them is this whole skit in the balls episode that's like basically talking about how life would suck if balls didn't bounce. If balls didn't bounce, little kids would have no fun because they couldn't play this game and that game. And I just think it's such bullshit because if balls didn't bounce, we'd have never fucking invented that game. So it drives me nuts. It's like the way they position it. And I, this is me overthinking. This is me in quarantine overthinking the fuck out of Elmo and Sesame Street in general. But it yes. drives me nuts that they go through a five minute thing about how things would suck if balls didn't bounce and little kids would be angry and testy all the time. It's like, no, first of all, kids don't give a fuck about balls. Second of all, if balls didn't bounce, we would have never fucking created a stupid ass game with them bouncing around. So this is, they should have positioned it as if balls ceased to bounce, if balls no longer bounce or something like that. This is it. This is it. Let's, let's, just let's <laughs> from now on, let's try to fill a half hour of every episode with us, the stupid, inane bullshit we're stuck thinking about. <coughs> Me with it. What's the data behind six packs? You with what's going on with Elmo's balls? Bro, it doesn't stop there. Because this week, I have determined that Oscar the Grouch is not that bad of a dude. No, he's not at all. He's just he's grumpy. He's grumpy. Dude, you know who the biggest dick in all of Sesame Street is? There's there's two of them that really stand out. But the biggest dick in all of Sesame Street is fucking Cookie Monster. He's a fucking asshole. Let me tell you, every skit that he's in, he is stealing shit from people. He's taking the hat off their head because it looks like a cookie. He's eating everybody's shit. There's this poor girl who tries he's to explain- laughing. He's laughing the whole time too. Yeah, and he can't control himself. He's a fucking – he's like a raging alcoholic, but it's cookies. So this poor girl tries to explain the letter of the day, and he – he's every time she does it, he steals it and fucking eats her letter like because he thinks a cookie's on it or under it or inside of it. He's such a dick. You've never once heard Cookie Monster apologize for shit. And the kids are always like, <laughs> yeah. like they're like they're being coerced. First of all. Some of those kids probably have raging alcoholic dads, and Cookie Monster is just like that. I don't like what they've done. I'm not a fan of Cookie Monster. I was a big fan of him before this. I week. don't like what they've done. <laughs> so no, there actually is a there's a stand-up comedian who's got a bit about Oscar the Grouch, basically saying like, you know, he feels for him because he's like, if I had to live in a trash can, I'd be grumpy too, or something like that. Yeah, and deal with everybody's everybody talking shit about me all day. And there's some comedian who's got a bit about it. Yeah, he's just like he's just outwardly grumpy all the time, which is cool. It's people like fucking Cookie Monster that are real assholes. You know who the other asshole is? Bert, dude. Or no, my bad, Ernie. Ernie. Bert's fine. Ernie's a dick all the time. Like, there's one episode specifically where it's like two in the morning and he starts playing drums and wakes. Uh, burnt up. and you he's like what? for the old grump yeah i'm like what do you do he's like what are you doing he's like i'm playing drums bert he's like but yeah but it's in the middle of the night i'm like man why there's so many assholes on sesame street uh speaking of assholes did i know that like you stay pretty in tune with the news and shit like that i know oh, we have a it couple. was a day it was a dave Chappelle bit oh really it, it was on dave Chappelle's killing them softly the old that that one from like 97 or something like that 
there's a there's an Oscar the Grouch bit on there. I'll have to check it out. Uh, but speaking of the news, you stay pretty in tune with the news. I know you dropped. I yeah. actually went. I went to the board to put this on there, and you already put it on there. Uh, but before we get to that one specific one, I'm just going to talk about another news thing. I want to see if you saw the Ticketmaster policy change. Fuck these fucking cunts, dude. Ticketmaster has been not even silently. They've been very outwardly Uh, fucking people. I don't like using that word. I'm sorry. I take that back. I apologize for using it. All right. Well, fucking dickholes. Ticketmaster is a bunch of cunts. I have no qualms. (laughs) I have no problems using that word. Uh, There's, I will say there's very few times where you should use that word and they've been outwardly fucking the music fan and, and just like making money in an industry that, they don't belong in. They they are they're too much of a business. They yeah. just need to they need to fuck off and let someone else run ticket sales. I saw uh, just just before this, I saw a tweet making fun of it. I'm trying to find it and see if it was right here. Yeah, so just to paraphrase for people out there, they just basically changed their refund policy and any concert that's that's canceled instead of postponed. They are no longer refunding. You're just fucking out that money. So if it wasn't bad enough that they're already charging you probably excess of $30 a show just to provide you with nothing because you don't even get a paper ticket anymore. Now they're fucking you by not even giving you your money back if the goddamn show is canceled. And it's also automated. Like their overhead's so low now anyway. But it's it's also just like the tweet I saw said like, well, it's nice to know that even during a, a pandemic, Ticketmaster is still trying to be as absolutely greedy and awful as possible. Yeah. It's fucking crazy. I think I, whoever runs Ticketmaster doesn't really, they must be some dickhole CEO that's not from the music industry that doesn't understand artists. Or, or maybe they do understand, but they just don't give a fuck and they're just really good at making that company money. Because well, fuck them even more than as consumers, we sit out here and fucking pay for it if we want it, right? It's like one of those commodities where, hey, what are you going to do? You only go to a handful of concerts through Ticketmaster per year. You're going to fucking just pay for it and go see a band or just stay at home? We don't give a fuck. It's going to sell out regardless, so fuck you. Yep. <clears throat> you ever wait outside like in, in like a tent or like in a line like super early for tickets? Dog. For anything? Uh, the last uh, – this is, this is not a flex. This is not being snobby. But if I have to wait, I'm showing a plate. That's like a weird uh, Johnny Cochran. Uh, if the glove doesn't fit, you must acquit. <laughs> if I have to wait, I show up late. Exactly. No. How about you? One time when I was in junior high, Bush was at the top of their career. Like everything's Zen. Glycerine. Oh, Bush. yeah. And... Uh, was Bush and Veruca Salt and my stepdad and I waited outside for tickets at like fucking four in the morning and like so we could get tickets and that was actually my first concert like my first secular concert or one of them so I don't wait outside I uh, I should say I <laughs> I didn't wait outside I don't wait outside I'll be in I the car I didn't wait outside for movies I don't do midnight showings. I don't wait outside for weird shit that's being released at midnight to get it. I, I don't 
collect fucking Star Wars figures that I need to go wait and target lines for. Uh, I don't camp outside for concert tickets. I don't do meet and greets. I'm just a, I'm Oscar the Grouch. Yeah, Jesus. Uh, I used, when I was a senior in high school, I worked at Media Play. And, uh, RIP. And so we always, I always had to work Midnight Madness when a record or a movie or something was coming out and it was a big event. I remember always having to work those and we have to like, we got time and a half for that because we had to work like until two or three in the morning. Hell yeah. Big come up. 8.50 an hour. 8.50 an hour. Um, yeah, I just never did that shit. I don't know why. Plus my 15% off CDs. I did, I did frequent media play. Dude, every Tuesday to get that new No Limit CD, whatever, whoever was dropping a CD every Tuesday, I was fucking skipping study hall in high school and going to get that. I was a cashier at first and then I graduated and I worked in this, I worked in the music section and like, you know, so I got to like file CDs. I got to pick music to listen to and shit like that. It was cool. Cool for a senior in high school who like loved music. So my headphones just beeped really crazy, and I wonder if that means they're getting close to dying. So I'm going to turn off the active noise canceling for a little bit and uh, see if I can <laughs> prolong their life. I took these bitches uh, fresh out the box and just popped them on. And really? I used to, yeah. They were fu- they, I thought they were fully charged. They had what I appeared, what I thought uh, was all of the dots, all the lights. I thought they were fully charged. The, I did use them for meetings like pretty much all day. Oh, there! I thought you meant you took them out the box before this. No, uh, I used them for meetings all day. Um, and they're supposed to get like, it's like 20 something hours of playback with active noise canceling or like 40 hours without it. And I, maybe I misinterpreted what these little like dots were right here. But I thought it was like the uh, char- the amount of charge. There's like four dots, I don't ever and I thought it- those stats, dude, those stats are real. They're best case scenario. Yeah, but come on, bro. If it says twenty hours, you better give me five, like, or else, <laughs> or else we have a problem. Um, I do. I know you can see my new headphones. These motherfuckers are so comfortable. I never, I never thought I'd be the guy who gets like. Beats by Dre headphones because every time I've ever tried them, they've been too bassy. Like I've always went with Bose. Bose was my shit. And I bought my wife the QC35 Series 2. They're like um, active noise canceling, over the ear, Bose. And they're fucking awesome. I actually wanted to get a set for myself. And I was kind of like poking around on Best Buy the other day. And I don't really know why, but I ended up on the Beats by Dre, the Studio 3, which is what I got. And they're $350, but for no reason that I could see, there's like 15 colors. One of the colors, the gray, was on sale for $179. And I was like, uh, well, that's, you know, that's $130, $120 less than the Bose. Yeah. It's, like almost $200 less than the rest of the colors. I was like, fuck it. I'll grab them. Which leads me to these motherfuckers pound. I've been using, (laughs) I've been using ear pods and little earbuds and shit for so long. 
that I forgot like how loud and nice over the ear headphones are. Oh man, I've been, I've been, I've been using cans for years. This is weird for me. Using this is weird for me. Yeah. I, I mean, look in front of me right here, I have two sets of earbuds. I have, uh, and you have a cat. I have yeah. the galaxy buds and I have this set of Jabra. The Jabra have like really nice mics and shit like that. They're great for conference calls. So I don't know, but these, these things are awesome. They're super comfy. I'm hype on them. Um, I have something else. Cavalier. That's good. I should uh, amend that. You should. His his name is Maximus galaxy brain, but, uh, you got to stop letting your, your, your kids name your cats, dude. That was me, actually. <laughs> be named, be named a Max. I tr- I made his name Maximus Galaxy Brain. Uh, I well, I mean, we talked about this before. I grew up with cats, and I had a cat named Chino from you know Deftones. I had Head. I had Monkey. I had Max, <laughs> and Max was Max Cavalera. So there you go. You're welcome. He is attention starved, though. Um, another big piece of news. Colin, I know you're about to you're, you're gonna give us some content on this. Bernie is out. Bernie is out. Out. You know what? You know what? Uh, I am extremely disappointed as a Bernie bro. I'm not really a Bernie bro. Uh, but as a, somebody who's been a big fan, I supported him in 2016 uh, and uh, and was ex- supporting him now and felt like I was, feel like we had better options. But if it, it, but I feel like he was the one. If it was going to be between the two of them, I applaud him for dropping out now and not dragging it out. I think he understands the gravity of the situation, and we got to get this fucking guy out of here. Uh, it is funny to me that people who, you know, are often seen as like the uh, next generation of his leadership. People like uh, AOC, Alexandria Cortez, you know, people like that uh, are like, well, uh, I have some stipulations before I will endorse Biden. And then Bernie Sanders, like, got got on a on a go-to meeting with Biden and said, hey, we got to get this guy out of here. You know, I feel like it's just this level of maturity yeah. of a guy who's been around the block and said, look, you know, we got to we got to fucking uh chill and just get this guy out of here. That being said, congratulations to Trump supporters on four more years of Trump because holy shit, he Biden doesn't know where he is most of the time. I think it's elder abuse. They're propping <laughs> this motherfucker up in front of him. They're, they they are. They're imagine I and this was a one funny thing that happened on SNL the other night on the during his weekend update is something I love and they went hard and they said like I want Joe Biden. They said something like, I want Joe Biden to win because you think his dementia stuff's funny now. Imagine what it's going to be like eight years from now. You know, like, it's like, no, that's not funny. Like, we had a bunch of younger folks who were actually viable early on or or even even boomers, you know, like Biden and, and Bernie are older than boomers, you know, so. Yeah, I, I think it's uh I think it's commendable him, him bowing out, uh, knowing that there's a bigger, bigger thing here, which is attempt to defeat Trump. Right. 
I think it's commendable. And I also saw that he was like saying uh, he was going to help with like some of the task force and uh, getting some of the policy straight, right? To maybe like blur the lines a little bit. Uh, it is interesting. He said he said he's dropping out, but he's not giving up his delegates. He's still going to be on the ballot in primaries until until the convention, so they can he can still try to amass more say in what the platform is. So yeah, right. that makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Uh, I just think I think you get. Joe Biden on a debate stage with Donald Trump and Donald Trump is going to pants him in front of the world. <laughs> That's a simple as that. It's, yeah, it's uh, a, extremely, that. extremely clever way to put it. So, uh, something else I saw in the news, uh, there was a, you know, like there's a lot of, a lot of focus right now on the stay at home order and, yeah, I'm sure, you know, we have a lot of the same friends. So you see people posting, look what, you know, look at this new world order shit that's happening. Look, look what they're doing. They're taking our liberties, blah, blah, blah. Uh, then you have other people just stay the fuck home and just let's just get through this and, and move back to how we were. Right. Uh, so I saw there was that pastor and I think Virginia that was like super outspoken about I'm not social distancing. Like the only way I'm going to either be in jail or in a hospital. That dude died of the fucking coronavirus. I don't know if you saw that, but that is uh it's natural fucking selection. Yeah. It's like it has nothing to do with him being a pastor or being a Christian. It has everything to do with him being a fucking idiot. Yes. It's like I see a lot of churches moving to that to a live platform. They're still they're streaming. Uh my old church, you know, I'm I, I'm I'm still friends with everybody. I'm still friends with the pastor and his wife and stuff like that. They've been yeah. doing the pastor and his wife, like she's she's been playing songs live, and he's been preaching, and they've just been sitting in front of their fireplace. Yeah, it's just. I saw uh, something funny. Um, one guy set up. He set up his phone in order to just do like a little live thing, and accidentally turned on a filter, <laughs> so he had like you know sparkles or fucking bunny ears or the dog filter or something the whole time. Uh, pretty comical. Um, why don't you tell me yeah, about your Hall of Fame, Kyle or Colin? Dude, Kyle, come on, man. I'm just kidding. Uh, I was trying to say Colin and Hall of Fame at the same time, and Kyle came out. Kyle so. Hall, Kyle Hall of Fame. Yeah. No. So I thought of an idea for a segment. Do we have time for a bit? Do we have time for a segment? As long as my headphones don't die. Uh, I. Thought, hey, while I'm stuck at home, I want this is another stupid thought I had. I was cleaning today and I was looking at my records and I was like, you know what? My point of view on buying records is like, I'm not collecting them. I'm not collecting valuable things. Like, I'm not worried about resale value or anything like that. It's, it's, you know, the records that I love, I go, oh, I want that one on vinyl. So then I was thinking about it. It's like, my record collection is like my Hall of Fame. Oh. these are the records that I care most about because they're the ones I'm willing to spend $40 on for a weird color or something like that. You know what I mean? Right. And not because I want to sell it, but just because I want to have it. And so I thought, Hey, why don't I go through Collins Hall of Fame do a little bit? That's three records that I pulled tonight that I could give very quick reviews of. Do it. I'm into so, it. These are what I pulled tonight. Maybe when we go back to regular pods, this could become a special fun segment. Yeah. 
uh, outside of it. Anyway, so I started with the first one is Entombed, Clandestine. You know, a lot of people say, a lot of people say it's Left Hand Path. That is the, that's the Entombed record. That's the one you got to listen to. And I love it. I love really all Entombed records, but this is a really important record to me. It's a really important record to the way I write music, metal specifically, and my tone, obviously, just define the HM2. Left Hand Path did really, but this was like the one where it sounded really good. And this is, this came out in 1991. And this is like part of the 91 death metal. There was like a Morbid Angel record, an Entombed record, uh, you know, a Suffocation record, all these like big death metal bands all put out records in 91. And this is, this is theirs. The era of Mark Evans. Fucking love it. Yeah, he's old. Uh, two. Kanye West, 808s, and Heartbreak. And this is the special edition with the cause artwork. Very thick boy. Uh, with the, the cause. Oh, yeah. Artwork. It opens backwards, which is weird. And there is, uh, like, you know, he redid all the, like, there's all the cause drawing on, like, the promo pick and stuff. Oh, like hell that. yeah. There's a CD version of it in there. There's also a poster. And it's actually, the poster is incredible. Which is, sorry, uh, one side, which is kind of dumb. But it's cool, though, because it's cause, but it's just, you know, the classic Pee Wee Herman Kanye. Yeah. This side, though, Kanye and his mom. How sweet is that to put in the, in your record? Yeah, it's sick. So especially when you were mourning her death. Um, so, absolutely love that album. It's my favorite Kanye record. Uh, oops. And lastly, today, uh, Alice in Chains Unplugged. Hmm. In my opinion, this is the best Alice in Chains record. You ask somebody, best Alice in Chains record, uh, they'll say dirt, or they'll say, you know, Jar of Flies or whatever, but no, the unplugged. This counts. This counts as a as an album to me. I feel like the versions of these songs are perfect. Nutshell opens with Nutshell, the bass line, the bass tone, everything about it is perfect. And uh, this gets listened to in my house probably once every couple weeks. Always love it. That's sick. You know, I think I've said this before. I have one record. One, I have one record. It's a Bayside record. And it's obviously, I mean, I've said this before, Bayside, one of my top favorite bands of all time. Uh, They released a special like white edition record uh, through Hot Topic. And it was limited and shit. And I was like, man, this was like, I don't even know what year this was. But I can tell you that I didn't think collecting vinyl was going to you know, be what it is. And I was just like, Hey, that's pretty cool. I just want to get that as like a cool little collectible one-off type of thing. And I have one actually, you know what? I'm not even confident that I bought that for myself. I don't think that I was able to get one and somebody got it for me. That's funny. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, I think, uh, I think my friend candy got that for me. We share share that Bayside love. 
Yeah, pretty I, cool. I have a question. I have a question. I have an answer. Is that monitor behind you hooked up to something? Like I thought oh, it was just a that. Yeah, you know that's not. Actually I saw a the. I saw the screen. What? It's not actually a monitor. It's a TV. Um, oh. So I'll explain that background for you. Um. So meetings all day, right? For the most part, all day. This is where I take my meetings. My wife has been taking hers from the MacBook downstairs. As I have less important meetings or she has less important, we try to pass the kid back and forth. I am in a, I don't know, maybe 12 by 12 by 15 room. Um, what the fuck is there to do in this room for a two-year-old? Nothing. Uh, so I, so I, I think I said on the podcast before. I recently bought my ten-year-old a new TV. I got him a a forty-two-inch smart TV with like the Roku built in and all that shit. Yeah. Um, and he previously had a thirty-two. And what I did is I I went and just grabbed that thirty-two from where we had it in the basement, brought it up here, plugged it in, plugged the Roku into that fucking thing, and that has been the Elmo machine for the past few weeks. So nice. while she's in here, she can, you know, we can have some uh, Sesame Street or something on in the background or some like ABC kids TV. If she's not trying to play the drums or, you know, my desk is one of those adjustable stand up desks and it's motorized and she knows how to like control it. Uh-huh. So like, I'll just be sitting here like trying to talk to somebody on a meeting and all of a sudden my desk is like, <laughs> I'm like, Oh fuck. You can't cuss. Right. So you just sounded like uh, JP from Grandma's Boy. Yeah. <laughs> How did he see me? Oh man. Yeah, it's good shit. Perfect movie. Perfect movie. Um, speaking of TVs, I bought another one. Jesus Christ, man, dude! This pandemic has been really hard on me. Like. <laughs> I'm like, I'm coming apart at the seams. You're like, I'm buying new TVs. Uh, They're just so cheap. It's like, I don't know. I think what I'm doing is I'm confined to my house, right? So as homeowners, we have this running list of all the shit we want to do, right? And like being confined to your house forces you to come face to face with all the shit on your list all the time. Yep. So, so like, granted, my priorities are fucked. This is like, it's still a brand new house, but our house is three years old. You know, we're like, we built this fucking house. So it doesn't have like major upgrades. There's no like, what are we going to do? They're all superficial things. It's either change the color of paint, which honestly, I'm getting ready to like paint the office and paint our bedroom and yada, yada. It's like, it's all shit like that. So the things I'm looking at are, okay, we came here with this TV. Uh, it was old then. It's not working so well anymore. Like the one in our bedroom, it's has this weird thing where like we've talked about Kelvin before, how like the, the color temperature of light, yeah. like all the tones will look like they're like 3000 Kelvin, like super warm. And then they'll look 5,500 Kelvin two seconds later and it'll go back and forth. And it doesn't always do it, but when it does it, it won't fucking stop. And it drives me crazy. That's been happening on that TV, no shit, at least six years. I've just been dealing with it. Guess what? Not anymore. Just bought a 50-inch to put in that motherfucker instead. So, 
which by the way, those fucking TCL TVs, I highly recommend them. They, they've been fantastic. Like there's no reason to go out and buy, unless you're, you know, really, really, really nitpicky. There's the no reason. File. Exactly. There's no reason to go fucking buy one. I got a 4K, 120 hertz TV, Dolby Audio, built-in Roku, 50 inches. The bezel on the side is, if I had to guess, it's no more than an eighth of an inch. It's Easy. it's like edge to fucking edge. How much did I pay for that TV? $319. The like, technology's what the, gotten so cheap. Dude, what the fuck? It's so cheap now. It's crazy. So... Our sixty-five. I, I have a sixty-five inch that it's and it's ours is two years old now and it two years ago, four K. I don't know what the Hertz is, uh, but sixty-five inch and it was and it's a LG and it was five hundred dollars, yeah, five hundred fifty dollars, something like that. It's crazy, it's crazy, absolutely crazy. All right, Colin, I think that's it for the night. We wrapping up. Sure. Uh. I like how we just stop doing trivial things that bother us. You know why? Because Everything. every fucking thing right now is trivial and every fucking thing bothers me. That's why. Yep. I mean, basically this was, I don't even know how long this podcast was. If I had to guess, it was probably uh hour and 20. I mean, when did we start this shit? Yeah, I would put it. Yeah, it's 1053. I bet we started at about 940, 940. So a little over an hour. We're good. Yeah, we're doing just fine. We're keeping the podcast alive, and we've added in more content with the live stream stuff. Uh, I think next live stream will be let's let's actually put into play one of the concepts we talked about, which is let's allow our kids to make memes, and let's fucking critique their memes as dads. Let's let them go wild. I probably won't get half of them. You probably won't get half of them, dude. Rowan got really in, has gotten really into like meme culture, so he's, he's like, gonna be great at it. He's like, dude, he's he's like, he keeps like telling me these memes. I'm like, holy shit, that's so inane. And he's like, yeah, I I used to like dank memes, but now I like surreal memes. Like it's like he's like nerdy about it. I love it. I love it. Yeah. So it's hilarious. Yeah, it's great. So here's what I want. Here I'm giving you some homework, right? Pick, go to that meme site, meme generator, or know your meme or something. Pick a couple memes uh, and like, you know, how to fill the, like how to fill them out, like how you know what the meme like represents yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give them to your kid. Send me the same ones, and I'm gonna do the same thing. I'll pick out a couple and uh, send them to you, and then we gotta have our kids fill out a meme for all of them. And then that's going to be our next live. Cool? Cool. We got this shit. All right, Colin. Have a great night. Hell yeah. Peace. Peace.